Hello everyone, I am Fala Shade Anosie and you are welcome to another episode of the SNC podcast, a show helping people better understand the intriguing world of music, arts and entertainment through insightful conversations with African artists, creatives, lawyers, music and business executives. Lawrence Meju is my guest for this episode. He is a visual artist currently based in Lagos, Nigeria. Lawrence's work is inspired by people around him, daily interactions that portray human connection, and his hunger to create unimagined worlds. He is committed to inspiring authenticity and exploring his idea and creative styles, no matter how commonplace they may seem. He credits his parents for getting him his first set of art materials at a very young age and for their endless support. Lawrence's work has been exhibited at the 2022 Adidas Flagship London with Creative Debut. He's also been exhibited at The Ties That Bind Us, a virtual group exhibition with the Kauri Culture, and was recently exhibited at the Desire Lines, an exhibition with Affinity Art Gallery. He is currently studying architecture at the University of Lagos, Nigeria, and is intentional about finding his connection between art and architecture. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Hi, Lawrence. Hi, Shadi. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Thanks. How are you doing? Very well, thanks. I'm How calm. to start? Sorry? I'm calm. That's good. I have to start off by saying thank you for being early. <laughs> this is the second time i've been late for an interview and i feel so bad but i've just been having these like i told you terrible back spasms and i don't know how to you know fix that but um i'm glad that you're here and i'm glad that you know you got here before me so that's great the first thing i want to start off asking you is that you go by lawrence medju and you also go by lawrence kobe oh yes can you explain why that is the case well lawrence is my first name my son name is medju kobe is Actually, a derivative from the evil name Kobindi. That's what my mom calls me. Oh. So I just like, oh, that's, that sounds cool. And that's one of my evil names. Okay. What's on my birth certificate is Ngozi Chukuka. No one ever really calls me that. Yeah. My evil names are Daku. But no, people always call me Falashade. So. That told me it was my grandpa that gave me the name. Uh. But no one calls me that. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, that's cool. I was like, I just thought that was interesting. Like, okay, I've seen him. His name is Lawrence Medju, and then I've seen him as Lawrence. I wanted to just understand why that was the case. I think um, I told to use like Kobe because I felt like it will stick just a bit more. Mm -hmm. It is distinctive. If I need to make my website, I still have Lawrence Medju there because it's my name. Okay. Cool. 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 Now, can you share a bit about your background and how your love for art developed? So I've actually been drawing for like a long time. You know, when you're when you're young, you just know that you love the arts and stuff. And my parents got me these toys, action figures, and comics. And then when I got into primary school, I had this art teacher. He was particular about like paper crafts and stuff, and he always taught people. So I was really excited about those classes. Like I looked forward to them, and that was my first experience of like paper arts. We made cards then. And over time, I started practicing them like in real time here. My first major work with like the paper arts that actually, you know, took off was sometime in 2020. It was during the lockdown anyway, so art stores were locked and stuff. But I had this strong urge to create and 
my my paper like the ones that I used to draw is different it's like archival quality paper those were finished so I found these papers that I used to make cards like over time back in the past and my dad actually like keeps them sometimes I keep some of it and I was just like oh I could do something with this so I kept trying and that was how I came up with the first four portraits extra normal portraits what was it about 2020 that made you say okay I want to start putting my work out there or start drawing professionally because like you said you've always loved arts and art projects so what was it about 2020 that was like okay this is this is the time was it just like the lockdown making you reflect the truth is that the lockdown actually did make people reflect and it did make me reflect but i had been putting my art out before then so it was just like that period of um self-induced solitude and and when you when you're home alone when you're home alone for a long time you just tend to do things you can't just sit and me i'm not the type of person who just like sits down and not doing anything i'm always thinking what could you do next penning down things what can you do with the stuff that you have do you understand i was planning to go digital like ever since then but i could i didn't have the resources so at the time i was just like okay i can make these things with paper So I started with paper. That's like me using what I had. It was just it was fascinating stuff anyway. Like yeah. looking back at it it's just like wow. That's great. And um you talked about the paper that you use. Uh, which you, I know that you I've read ar- around and it said that the type of paper you use is recycled paper and am, am I wrong? <laughs> no, no, you're not wrong. Recycled paper, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's when I find them. Okay. But I also get this it's called embossed paper. It has this texture on it and it's much thicker than the normal paper although the colors are quite limited especially here in Lagos i feel like if i go to some other art stores i might find other interesting colors that are like that range and there's this art store in Yaba at old they have a lot of papers anyway it's it's super one thing that you, i read is that you are an artist who tells stories through different mediums you talked about mixed media you say traditional art and digital art can you talk a bit more about what that means about someone who tells stories through different mediums i mentioned that you have the strong urge to create without like with everything that you have yeah so me delving into the digital medium was actually a strong urge to figure out ways to add another dimension to the works. For instance, now you have still images and then you have animation. Animation definitely takes the whole thing to a whole new dimension. Do you understand? And then the sculpture, these are like, there's a bit of permanence with them, a bit of permanence with architecture as well. And there's a whole storytelling involved in it too. As the artist, as an artist who's studying architecture, it's just like very different. So, I I don't think that you should um well personally I can't just stick to one medium. I don't even think that that's like the whole human nature. There's a bit of um the stronger to just explore something and yeah if you're experiencing many things you become like really thin thin dolls you understand. But when you keep it up down to minimum you actually give it like your full attention. So that's it. Okay. Hi. I want to share with you a little bit about the sponsor of this episode, Notam Expertus Nigeria. They are a promotional marketing and consulting firm 
based in Lagos, Nigeria. They provide tailored promotional printing services to individuals and organizations across various sectors and industries. I really like that they work with different types of clients, big and small. They actually helped me with the merch for the podcast. I remember speaking with the representative about what I wanted the t-shirts to look like and they were incredibly attentive to my needs. You can actually check out our Instagram page to see what some of the shirts look like. What is also great is that they just don't do t-shirts. They also offer printing production services for materials such as face caps, pens, umbrellas, drinkware, and so much more. So if you are looking for a company in Nigeria to help you achieve your promotional marketing product needs, call them on 0803-257-7980. You can also find them on Instagram at Notam Expertus. That is N-O-T-A-M-E-X-P-E-R-T-U-S. And the type of art that you create, does it have a name? Because I saw somewhere that you do figurative art. Is that representative of the type of visual art that you create or that's just one type of art that you create? Well, my art currently has traces of like figurative works in them and a bit of surrealism. For instance, I'm currently exploring creating visually stimulating images that explore my mindscapes as well as people around me. And I just want to create what I want to see. Like the moment I started doing that, I felt some form of freedom because you're you're not exactly bound by rules. Like there's some rules, yeah, but you understand those rules. So now you're breaking them and you're just creating what you want to see, what you can make people see as well. Do you understand? And it it just makes sense that way. For me, it just makes sense that way. Okay, you are a student in University of Lagos, you are studying architecture. First of all, how do you, I want to know, how do you balance that? Because I'm asking that because, you know, sometimes when you're in school and you're studying visual arts and you're doing visual arts as you're growing your career, there's an alignment there in a way. Because it's like, it's like seamless, you know what I mean? But architecture is different from visual arts in a way. So how... Oh, it's very different. Very different, yeah. So like can you, there's, there's some intersection, yeah, but... It's different. Like in the real world, it's actually quite different. It's just like when you want to um, fuse in some things from different disciplines, but individually, they're actually still very different. Architecture, they call it the arts and science. <laughs> There's also the whole science bit, and that's very intense. I, How I handle it, it's actually something I'm still figuring out. Like over time, I just sort of get better at it, but... It's not like set in stone. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. I think it's a bit fluid right now. Because back in school, when I was actually not university, secondary school, it was quite intense because I was in the science and technical class. Like I was really good with the sciences, but I wanted to do fine arts as well. And when I took the whole GNC thing, they said, that can work. So I had to make time to read and just like gain more information on the arts. And this was not during school time. This was like when you're home, mm-hmm. after school, during the day, during prep, when you're bored of reading, that kind of thing. So the whole discipline just sort of built over time. And now that I'm in school, 
it's still intense. Mm-hmm. It's still intense. I remember during my IT, I was working in an architecture firm, but I was waking up like five just because I wanted to make a sketch and then come back to it and cut the papers. And that period, I was applying for so many things. It was like I had this utmost clarity that, yes, I'm going to do both of them right now. So let's just see how we can make them work. Like once you make the decision, it's like providence follows suit, do you understand? You just, you decide and things start to sort of fall into place. Yeah, no, that's totally because, I mean, like you said, waking up at 5 a.m., like you have to, because this is what you really want to do. You now have to create that time, time that you could be sleeping or doing something else. You have to now put it into what it is you're trying to grow. And as you've grown as a visual artist and obviously as a student, have you seen any, would I say, intersections or lessons or rules or insights that you see you're applying to your architecture as well as, you know, the work that you do as a visual artist? Yeah, actually. Um, first off, start with the paperwork. Mm-hmm. You know, architecture, you see things in 2D and 3D. You're, you're just not, you're not just saying the whole paper stuff. You're, 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 you're trying to, like, imagine what it would look like when it's built or when you eventually make it. So you can sort of foresee some things. So when I'm making these paperworks, I imagine them as sculptures as well. Like what's, what would they look like if I build them into 3D forms? And it helps with the layering too because then you already know which color goes underneath the one before. You've already like seen this. So you just plan out accordingly. For architecture, well, this is mostly... A lot of reading anyway i haven't really been in that space because first of all i'm not even a registered architect but there's competitions and then there's readings that you could just do and it's it's people-centric it's a lot of um things going on with how people interact with the buildings like what what you what you want people to feel do you understand like when they step into the whole building what you want them to feel it's just like art and that sense is just like art what do you want someone to feel when they look at your piece? For architecture, it's like, how do you want them to feel when they walk through the buildings? Do you want them to feel comfort or a bit of chaos in them? It's, 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 very, it's very dynamic anyway. Like, there's a lot of energy to it. And there's a lot of thinking that actually goes into place. It's not just drawing walls and stuff. I don't know how to describe it. No, it's, yeah. Because I, I believe that one of the things I saw about you is that you said you're constantly trying to find the connection between, you know, architecture and... Yes, not just the connection, now my connection. Your connection. I think that the journey is very personal. So it's like my my own stuff might not be what any other person is looking into to understand. So I always say my nexus, my connection. And over time, I know that like every every day... I'm getting some clarity. So, do when you eventually leave university to become to and you graduate, do you even you want eventually want to become an architect or you want to focus on just being a visual artist solely? I haven't decided that part yet. Okay. Like I know I'll still eventually do my masters in architecture just to, you know, expand the limits. But I can't put myself in the box right now. At this point, I'm exploring the arts. I can't decide right now. Well, that's fair. Now, what about how do you see, because I want to just get your thoughts as a visual artist, because I feel like when I was younger, and obviously when you were younger, the way people viewed visual artists in terms of um, creativity 
it's not what it is now. So looking back from when you first started, maybe when you were younger, to how in 2022, how people see of or view creativity, what do you notice? Is Has there been any positive changes or... I feel like the music industry, everybody sees, ah, yeah, you know, if you go and sing, you can get money and blow. But, <laughs> but with the, it's everybody wants to blow. In the visual art, as a visual artist, how have you seen how people view creativity? You know, what you said about the whole musicians too and them blowing. Mm-hmm. If you, then, if you actually just said like you were going to become an artist, you know, most of your folks are like, oh, medicine engineers and stuff but mm-hmm. it's not like my parents actually pushed me towards any of that i feel like i made a lot of decisions concerning what i was going to do like there was that freedom like i said they were very supportive of the arts but they also made sure that oh i focused on my studies and that was very good coming back to the whole main thing i think that um the way people view artists right now it's actually quite different like you see, you've seen the whole switch in um, in the conversations because now you're getting into places that are actually very, very influential. So it's not just, oh, this guy draws. This guy's making an impact. And the whole creative industry is not just in the art world too. Like you're seeing it in very different places. And the whole innovation sector like engineers and stuff you're saying it's in architecture too you're saying it's with the designers the product designers people influencing and imbibing our culture into like what they design things like that it's just very different and Nigerians are going crazy right now it's it's amazing yeah, yeah. because i feel like you know like i said again going back to the music industry it's tangible you can see when someone takes picture with the usher and all these people you know <laughs> but with visual artists for people it's like okay how is this person's success? You know what I'm trying to say? So it's just very interesting to just look back and see how nowadays you see children or young adults who want to, their parents are encouraging them to become, to grow their skills in art, you know, and design and, you know, seeing them do great things. Right? I think that's a that's a great thing for lots of people that are coming up as visual artists. Oh, yes, yeah, yes. Sure. You know, the whole representation thing too. Like, it's, it's just subconscious when you see people doing people like you doing some mm-hmm. things that oh like you actually want to do inside of you it's inspiring mm-hmm. somehow that drive just skyrockets yeah 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 our sponsor for this episode is notam expertus nigeria a promotional communication firm that provides an extensive and innovative range of promotional product procurement services across gaming platforms financial service institutions oil and gas FMCGs, telecommunications, high net worth individuals, among so many others. They are a team of professionals driven by integrity and are committed to activating innovative ideas that guarantee the success of your brand. Some of the materials that they offer printing production services for include t-shirts, face caps, pens, umbrellas, drinkware, and so much more. To find out more about how Notam Expertus Nigeria can help you achieve your custom promotional product needs, call them on 0803-257-7980. You can also find them on Instagram at Notam Expertus, that is N-O-T-A-M. 
E X P E R T U S. Now let's talk about your work Ode to Self, which oh. was on view at Affinity Art Gallery. That's why I actually met you, and that's why I saw your works. And I was like, oh, I would like to speak to you about you know what you do because I thought that you know the work that you had there was really interesting. So talk about Ode to Self and what influenced the pieces and how did they come to be? These pieces. I had penned them down like just notes on the sketches sometime in April, May, June. But I hadn't really gotten to them until later. It was me trying to understand my whole space at the time. And I think there was a lot of thinking, a, a bit of contemplation, you know, trying to just get to understand what I'm going through as well as people in my space. So an ode to self was basically showing people that you need to feed into yourself like a lot more so that I can be of help to others. Because if you don't do that, then you, you wouldn't have much to give people. It's taking care of yourself, your mental, your physical health, everything. So when you look at the piece, there's a, there's a headless person, but the head is in fact still in peace and the neck there's flowers growing out of it the hand is um there's a shower head transposed there so it's like there instead of the hand and the shower head represents you feeling into yourself like a watering can it's just directly over the head so when you look at it what i was trying to just indicate is that you feed into yourself the shower can feeds into you like the watering can and the flowers, you understand? And then these flowers grow out of you. So it's like you're feeding into yourself and you're growing something beautiful. So it was just it was just like a least of a surrealist approach to yeah. all these things. And thinking about how how you could put this like in a very timeless way. You know, you see this in a museum and like, wow, this is what this person was trying to say. Yeah, because when I, when I saw it, I was like, I thought it was interesting. Um, I think because maybe... You don't know. You don't expect it to be a shower head. You know what I mean. Yeah. So it was just interesting seeing that. But I thought it was super striking. And then I saw, I was like, oh, I would like to speak to you to get to know you a little bit more and just walk through your. Yeah. The reason why I used the shower head was because you can relate to that as, the, you know, the shower, the shower head. But a watering can is to flowers. So I tend to use whenever I'm even describing it. I just think to use a shower head first. And then drop the whole analogy with the watering can. You know, when I speak to people like you that are very visual, and terms of like a visual artist, this is where like I just miss. I wish I had more video, you know. And then it's like you, as you're talking, it's into you know. But I'm trying to find a way to make it work. Um, but let's kind of go on to NFTs. Lots of visual artists have discovered NFTs or have embraced NFTs. Have you embraced NFTs? Oh yes, I have. Yeah. I'm I'm new to the space, and I think it's still a new space. Actually, it affords digital artists a way to sell their works as one of ones. So it's very cool. And like I said, I'm new to the space. It's not something I'm even trying to rush. My whole career is like still in motion. It's it's just starting out. Right now, I'm more about building the works. Even my digital pieces, not not many of them uh up just a few of them just like just say five and i'm not even bothered about the sales because i think 
that eventually they'll be a steal to whoever gets them later on. So it's just right now I'm just trying to build and really explore the things because I'm still young and I need to keep telling myself that I'm still young because, you know, the pressure. It's plenty. You, know, so <laughs> you need to keep telling yourself that because it's easy to just get lost on the whole. You just see people doing some crazy things and, well, they have these opportunities that you wish you could get. Mm-hmm. But it's like, oh, you're praying to God and just keep walking. You just keep walking. It's it's different, Sha. There's, there's levels to it and... If there's no, if you don't feel that calm, sure, you could get sucked in it and just be doing whatever the trend, whatever has trend at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, before, as we begin to wrap it up, one of the things I saw of your pieces that it was an interpretation of, I think it was an, what was it, what was it called? It was, um, yeah, the creation of Adam. You oh. did, yeah, I thought that was like super, that was, that was super, super cool. That's actually one of my really interesting pieces. Because it's digital. With paper, like I said, I'm limited with the colors. And I'm not painting traditionally much yet. I know, I believe I will. The thing is just, apart from the fact that paint is like, the, the prices of paint is ridiculously high right now. It just keeps increasing by the day. I don't have a big space. So if I was even going to paint that work, it would have been really large. Do you understand? But when you're painting digitally, you can sort of put the size and then zoom in. So you just paint in bits. This is one of the things that digital art affords me. And the creation of Adam painting, I called it, um, what did I call it? With I can't remember. With the touch of our hands. Oh, yes, yes, that's what it was called. That was what it was yeah, called. I do it, remember. It's, it's a series, it's in a series of surrealist appropriations. And... It's an ongoing series. I can't, I can't tell when it's going to stop yet, but I have been doing it for a while. And there's a couple more pieces that I even need to show. It's amazing stuff, really. It's, <laughs> it's, it's I love amazing. when people hype themselves. It's amazing. No, no, no. It's, it's amazing stuff. That's awesome. It's me reimagining some popular paintings, like with what I want to see. For instance, now, the creation of Adam painting was by Michelangelo. Mm-hmm. And it had these... Oh, you know how it looks now? The wise guy touching the mm-hmm. other hand, most naked people and stuff. But what I'm creating now is bringing in some modern things, like a modern context, and then a bit of representation as well. So the two guys, the person that was supposed to be God and the other guy, they have dreads. Like, they're very, they, they look very African or something. And... The lady that was there has bantu nuts or something. The guy that was supposed to be Adam has a tofu. And the whole God figure was wearing a headset. It was just, wow. When I did that, I'm like, do you know that the moment I finished doing that piece, the surge of inspiration that came afterwards was insane. I just had to. The thing about getting ideas is that you need the time to execute them. And you don't want to rush. You don't rush yourself to so you're just calming down, pacing yourself and still writing these things down. I can't wait to share with you guys. I love it and I, you look forward to all the great stuff that you said, all the phenomenal things you're going to share. But um, one thing I want to just really touch on is the fact that in a lot of the work that you do and that you, you have even talked about as we have you know, been speaking is that mental health is super 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 important to you and incorporating your life experiences as well why is that the case 
you know there's there's been a lot of like awareness around mental health lately in Nigeria too like over the years and it's cool because you can't you can't solve you can't exactly solve anything except you know about it and the more awareness we we get the more um the chances of like actually taking care of yourself like increases because now you know you have a name to it you're actually more intentional about taking care of yourself things like that that's great now as we move on to the fun random questions what be actually more like before we move on to the fun random questions what advice do you have because you said you know you're young as you said <laughs> but what advice do you have for young people who are looking to become visual artists looking to become visual artists yeah maybe they're like in secondary school or maybe they are in uni and they're studying economics but they really want to become they really want to do visual arts like you are doing what advice would you have for them i don't even know what to give yes like mm. i could literally say oh just keep practicing mm, keep trying, whatever keep doing whatever it is that you want to do and try to explore the things that you're thinking without actually just cutting them short before you put them on paper like now you have an idea but you're thinking it you've not even started you've cut down every essential part from it the moment you put it on paper it's dead like you won't even put the the essential stuff on paper do you understand that's one thing and i could literally say that they should find a part-time job or anything because in your early stages as an artist especially if you don't come from a trust fund family you'll be dead broke so you need to find something to help you even get materials that's why they're grants like you could apply for grants but before you even win some grants you need to have attained some level of you know excellence so it's just it's just different like there's a lot that I could I could give you I don't I don't know just one thing it doesn't have to be single thing but those are good those are good um those are good I guess that's good advice as well yeah, it's not just one thing especially in Nigeria you need to you need to find something to just get you some bar that's the real thing so that you can get materials for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're an artist, like eventually you want to be like really really successful. And by success, I mean like you want to have the freedom to really do things without the issue of resources stopping you. But before you get there, you're content with just having your materials, a roof over your head and chow. Like literally because at that point you're just thinking Oh, this this uh, this is a good one. Let's explore this, and you start to explore them. But if you don't have a roof over your head or internet, like this, they'll take a toll yeah. on you. Do you yeah. understand? So that's that's basically it, child. Yeah, I mean, you had just even talked about how some of the ideas you're trying to bring to life, resources, lack of resources is also a challenge. You know, so and I can totally relate to that. So it's true. You know, um, are there any African or Nigerian artists that inspire you? There's a lot of them actually. There's Dennis Osadibe. His use of colors is like striking. It's it's insane. I think there was a time one of my teachers told me that I was scared of shading, like when I'm drawing, because there were always light and stuff. And then another said something about my scared of using colors. So when I saw his works, like with the use of colors, I was like, wow, you could do this. There's this other guy, Anthony Azeko. He's a digital artist as well, and he's not just a digital artist; he's a writer as well. So he's doing some like really crazy things. He's an artist and he's a writer. 
just like how I want to be an architect and a writer um, and an artist. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? It's just like, wow, that you can actually do these two things, you get? Yeah. So these are people paving the way. And then there's this guy, he was in my class. Actually, he's in my class. He goes by the name Skebs. Skebs. Skebs, S-K-H-E-B-S. But his real name is Emmanuel Amol. And he started out drawing realistic and hyper-realistic paintings. Drawings, rather. Yeah. And the moment of inspiration from him was in my first year. We had to draw. Actually, not when we had to draw. I saw him doing a commissioned work, like a pencil portrait. And I'm like, you can do this. I just saw how he was shooting. And I didn't know I could do anything like that until I saw him do it. Do you understand? So I asked him, like, how do you even do this thing? And then he just explained a couple of stuff. And I think he watched some videos too. So says to watch them. And that was when I was really like drawing realism too at the time. But I stopped that for a bit because I wanted to explore some other things. But right now he's doing some really interesting stuff on his school. That's great. There's also Ayunfe. Ayunfe? Yeah, I don't know if you know her. Mm. She scribbles a lot and she's one of those people that people that you know, you just go against the odds. Like I'm just going to keep exploring my ideas regardless. She calls it Jagger Jaggerism, you know, when you're screaming and all. And she has made like a whole, she has built something around it. It's just interesting. There's also Yusuf, I know. There are a lot of people actually. Yeah. It's just like. Thank you for sharing. Now we're going to go on to the fun random questions. Are you ready? <laughs> mm. Oh my God. First question, Lawrence, is you get to spend a week with one of the following men Gary Vaynerchuk. Tony Elumelu or Vusi Thembekwayo? Hmm. I think that would be Gary. Gary Vaynerchuk? Yeah. Cool. Second question. If you had the opportunity to be an artist in residence at your place of choice, where would you choose? Do I have to choose this one? I mean, I can choose two. Okay. Blackrock Senegal. That's Kendi Wiley's artist in resident program. And... The Guggenheim Museum. Yeah. That's cool. From your lips to God's ears. Oh, yes. And when it happens, make sure you give me credits sure. <laughs> for asking the question. I to this exactly. Thank you. Third question is I thought about this, and you, don't, you may say that there is and what there isn't. Is there a song that you would say best describes the type of art that you create? I don't know. But there is this song that I really like. I've liked it for so long since I was very little since it came out by Coldplay mm-hmm. Viva La Vida mm. and whenever that song comes on it's like my emotions just everything just lifts it's out ju- of it's, my head yeah. it's just like so ethereal it really is and a lot of times I'm even listening to the words of songs I listen to so you're like listening to everything but the words and it's, it's sick it's a beautiful song it, that song and um, what's that song that they had with Beyonce Sing for me, sing for me. Uh, I, I don't know, but it's when I sing. Again, my singing isn't working, but the song that they had with Beyonce, those two songs, that um, Viva La Vida and that song is such a beautiful song. They have beautiful songs, anyways. Fourth question Choose one out of the following movies Inception, okay. Black Panther, or Avatar. Inception and Black Panther, great contenders. Uh, <laughs> I had to watch Inception like three times before I could even get really it. grasp it. 
Another one was Tenet. Tenet mm. was a very confusing movie. Once you watch it once, you, you might even be scared to watch it again because now you never know where to check. But I think I'll take Black Panther. Black Panther? I'm a very strong Marvel fan. Okay. Finally, finally, what was your favorite childhood book? I had this Enid Blyton book <gasps> that oh I was given for, for... I can't remember. That's the thing. I can't remember the name. But this one was like not the regular size Enid Blyton book. This was big and wide. Hmm. The this was when I graduated primary school. They had just made a prize for fine arts, and they gave it to me. It was amazing. I grew up reading in a blackness, so that's awesome. All right, all right, Lauren. Any last words or things that you like to emphasize or share before we wrap it up? Well, this is my first podcast. Mm-hmm. This is my first actually, so I had to control my breathing too. <laughs> Don't die, you. <laughs> Thank you for making me your first podcast interview and to many more for you. Actually, I like this. This was this was calm. It's nice to talk about the whole arts and you know, just the whole space in general. Oh, okay, so you, I think you had mentioned some upcoming projects that you're going to be sharing soon, right? Any timeline on the sharing of the amazing things that you're gonna be doing? Um, first of all, I'm just going to mention that I'm not much of a talker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like to just show and mostly when it's done i just like to show it and talk about it mm-hmm. so but the truth is uh i can't put a timeline on it right now okay and for people who want to find out how to keep in touch with you and keep an eye out for the work that you have where can they find you oh my instagram learns underscore kobe mm-hmm. um working on the websites but i don't know when that will be done but until that's done it's going to be my instagram and twitter my twitter handle is Kobe underscore Collie, K-O-B-Y underscore K-O-L-L-Y. And then for anybody who wants to reach out to you to maybe for commissioned work or purchase your work, how can they do that? You can reach out to me through my Twitter or the Instagram or my email, lawrencemajor at gmail.com. Great. Lawrence, thank you so much for your time. Oh, thank you. Thank you to Lawrence Meju. You can find out more about his work on his Instagram page at Lawrence underscore Kobe. That's L-A-W-R-E-N-C-E underscore K-O-B-Y. And on Twitter at Kobe underscore Koli. That's K-O-B-Y underscore K-O-L-L-Y. If you enjoyed this episode, I would appreciate you taking a few minutes to rate us on your favorite podcast platform. It helps the podcast get discovered by more people. Thank you. Thank you so much. This episode is produced, edited, and mixed by Fala Shade Anuzie. Damilola Agola from Wida Lagos served as the audio engineer. Thank you to our sponsor, Notam Expertus Nigeria. The show is powered by Non-Conform Productions, and our theme song is by John Akinola. You can check out the podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the SNC Podcast. Thank you for listening. <laughs>